Have you ever sat and wondered for an extended period of time what is actually the best way to study? Is it using highlighters or highlighting my notes, rereading my notes, rewriting them, doing past paper questions? Like, how does it even start? What's the best way to go about it? Well, this is what is going to be addressed in today's special episode of the Parallel Success Podcast. Why is it a special episode, might you ask? It is the beginning of a new semester. So shout out to all my Cave Hill campus people, my St. Augustine people, my people in Jamaica, at Mona, or wherever you are around the world, because you are either starting or approaching the beginning of a new semester. So we want to start this off right. Because I was thinking... How could I most benefit when I was in your shoes? What could I tell my younger self to make this semester the best one yet? And it is how to effectively study. So this episode is going through the entire five-step process of how to effectively study. It's going to be one that you want to download and listen to again two weeks, three weeks, four weeks into the semester to make sure you're abiding by it. And just lastly, if you like this information, at the end of this episode, I would encourage you to register at WebLearn for our course, the 21 Days Stress Free Scholar, because this is where the information on the five-step process on how to effectively study is taken from. Enjoy. Much love. All blessings going into this new semester. I hope you get the benefit from this information. 21 Days Stress Free Scholar, if you have not, go to WebLearn and register to be a part of this course and get lessons, virtual lessons that are just as impactful as this one. See you at the end of this episode, people. The hope in this episode is that I can give you the steps, the steps in your process. is actually a five-step process that you could engage in, that you could use to actually study, hopefully more effectively. And this is something I've known. And again, this video show serves as reinforcement for me. If you didn't know, maybe it's opening your eyes to something you you did not, or if you are aware of it uh, beforehand, well, this also could reinforce the message to you as well. So we're going through five steps. We're going to talk about my story with, within five steps, um, the best way in which we could apply each of them, and, you know, hopefully, you know, have some fun, be entertaining, you know what I mean? Talk some jokes on a thing, crack it up, chop it up, as we usually do. But what is step number one? Well, step number one is previewing the material before you even get to the class, before you even get to the lecture, we should have encountered the information beforehand. This is something that I very much regret not doing. I can tell you why. The first time I used to go in class all the time, it is up, up until the university level, actually. While I'm being taught the information, I am trying to process it, connect it, see how it makes sense, and also consume more information at the same time, which is very difficult. Some persons actually do the final exam paper of a course before they even take the course. The reason being is that they come in contact with all the terms and the definitions and like the equations and the principles outlined in that subject, even though they don't know what they are. So they even familiarize themselves with the words and the terms so that when they actually do learn them, they, oh, I've seen that before. It is like you have a construction site that is going to build a house or a very large building. It's not being built yet. However, you build the road to the building first so that whenever that building does go up, that structure does go up, the road to it is already there. And it's the same thing in our brains in a way. When we preview material, we are building those roads. 
We don't know where we're building them to yet because we don't understand the information. But when we do understand the information, it's like an aha moment. That, oh, this makes sense to this and this makes sense to that. There's a study I want to mention also as well. It says, learn before lecture, a strategy that improves learning outcomes in a large introductory bio class. So essentially what these teachers did, the beginning of a lecture was always a preview. So they, they made some sort of activity, was it could be a test, it could be like interactive session of some sort, but it's something that the students had to do before they got to the class to familiarize themselves with the material. And what ended up happening is that they found out that the students were a, more engaged in the class in its entirety because they actually understood what was going on, but they performed better because, as I said, their brain was able to make the connections between topics, between subtopics, between principles to actually get an understanding what they were doing instead of just like memorizing what is going on right so that is why previewing material is so important and it's actually the first step in the entire study process which i very much did not do and kind of regret but no i know i know better now so going forward when learning anything i am going to preview the material step number two kind of obvious very very obvious and but still we take it for granted and especially in a post-covid society um, attending class and if you have the option to attend class in person or while it's live like attending class live or in person i i sound like such a terrible way do i make myself to like out to sound like such a bad student anyhow when it was going through covid we had live sessions on zoom but they were recorded so like i was like taking advantage so like if it didn't feel like going to class it didn't go to class and i just watched the recorded session what came um uh, very clear to me very quickly was that that is a disadvantage even though i didn't feel it going should have gone why because i am counting on the students in the class to ask the exact questions that i have in my brain so that i can understand and what used to happen they didn't some of the questions i had they did never ask so then i had to go and do more work to understand the topic that we were doing so if you have the option attend attend class in person if you're doing a self-guided course like the one we have 21 day stress free scholar that's a little different um this does not apply as much just obviously go through go through the actual sessions but if you have class in person in a structured environment in an institution like a school or you're doing classes online attend those even though even though it may be recorded so after you have familiarized yourself beforehand by previewing the material there are things that you obviously do not understand in depth when you go to the class in person, you're going to be able to ask those questions to, to suffice you to, to, to make those connections for yourself. You need to ask the questions that help you best understand. I need to ask the questions that help me best understand. If you don't attend class in person or when it's live, we miss out on that opportunity. In addition, there are very much less distractions in attending class in person or when it's live. We are going to be in an environment that is conducive because everybody around is focused. We're in a building with white walls, with little distractions, and there's one person to focus on that assists in us taking what we're learning seriously. So just don't attend class. Attend class is the name of the step, but it goes a little beyond that. Come like prepared or ready to learn. And that is physically because you have all your material. The tablet or company you're using has charge and you're going to be struggling to find a seat. It's by a plug so that you could get some charge, you know. Also means mentally that you kind of like, you're not always rushing to class late and then like you kind of stressing because like you're trying to catch up on your first five, 10 minutes of class when everybody at minute 15 and 20 and then there's like a whole thing. Given if you are not able to attend class, what do you then do? If that is the case, 
ensure that as soon as possible, you get notes from someone that is trusted. If you have office hours, go to your tutor, go to your lecturer and get, a, you know, a grasp of our deeper understanding of what you have missed. A good substitute if you have missed class in a group study session, let those you are in a group with teach you what they, you know, what they learned in class, what, what stood out to them. That is going to be an okay substitute. That's the that's that's closest you can get to being in class, actually. That's the best substitute you may actually get in addition to re, re, watching a recording or something like that. So step number, three, step number three is to review. In this review, what you want to know is get clear on the things that you know in depth, you know well, that you could easily teach someone else because you know it in such detail versus the things that you have no idea, you have no clue what is going on and that you're going to need more understanding. And the purpose of review is so you know how to focus on how to strategize and attack the next step, which is study. So when you study, you are filling in those gaps, right? You are looking at the things you don't know well, and you're attacking those first. We want to strengthen your weaknesses before we level up the strengths, okay? So as I was talking about before, we see how the quote-unquote what everyone thinks is study is step number four of five, meaning there's so many things we should do before we actually sit down and study, but we all just jump to doing that first. Studying has a, a lot of persons have a different ways to interpret studying. As I said before, is this a form of learning where we are trying to put information on our brain, make sure it stays, and recall it when we need it. The reason why you hear so much about active recall and space repetition is because it's how we are kind of expected to perform in the current educational system. So when studying, um, using active recall, we kind of usually study by trying to like shove stuff into our brain. So read as many pages as possible, reread, uh, you know, reread as many pages as possible, rewrite as many of the notes as possible. As I said, many of us end up just rewriting the entire textbook as many times as we can. We think that's the most efficient way to learn. Well, no. Instead of shoving things into our brain, active recall, the whole purpose is to like, testing ourselves, like pulling things out of our brain. So in active recall, we learn by retrieving information from our brain. So it's like taking a topic we, we want and creating questions by means of our note taking that then we test ourselves on. So see, it's kind of important. Each step leads to the other. We denote the questions we make when note taking and then reviewing what we know from what we don't know sets up what we actually need to study. And by doing that, we want to study in the same way we're going to be our our performance is going to be tested by way of exams. We want to make our studying as close to what we're actually going to be asked to do on our tests, on our exams, so we can get as best a grade as possible. I want to leave this with you um, with reference to active recall because I'll be trying to hammer home this point so, so many times. So many times, but I hope, I hope you get the gist of it today. Um, despite its popularity, scientific research consistently and emphatically emphasizes the following point that reading and rereading notes is classed as an ineffective, time-consuming study technique that does little to significantly improve memory, retention, and academic performance. Passive learning techniques such as rereading, highlighting, summarizing notes are all low-utility methods of studying and learning. So please, you see that highlighting, rereading, and rewriting all your notes? Stop. That, that's up today. I beg you. Do flashcards. Have your teach someone else a topic as 
as in much detail as possible. Use the frame technique. Figure out what you are weak on. Try to learn it and explain it in simple language that if you're speaking to a five-year-old. Go and try to teach your little cousin or your mom or your dad or your uncle the subject that you are going to do because you can only communicate it in that way if you really truly understand it and put it in simple language. Do that instead of rereading and rewriting notes, okay? Do anything but that because that is the worst way that you're spending your time and then you're doing something for a long period of time and it's not working and you can get stressed and then it's a whole thing. We ain't trying to do that, right? Your boy been there. I'm trying to save you. You're hurt. You struggle. I want you to be better than I was. I'm trying to be my own mind, trying to give advice. Um, space repetition. This is something else we're going to put into our arsenal. Essentially, space repetition is the opposite of cramming. Instead of learning in a short period of time, you're at standing time horizon. You're at standing time you're given to learn this thing. And that's what school is because set it up in terms. You got all this time to learn this material. By the end, we should be quizzed and be able to like perform on exams. Yay. So the analogy I'm going to give is training the brain like a muscle because they're always talking about exercising because you know they want like to be healthy somewhat and gym life gym life the right life wink wink <laughs> so it's you training biceps and you trying to get the most growth possible in these biceps you ain't gonna go out and pick up the 50 pound dumbbells if you could only and like as you max out as as you heavy as what you could grow and do the and try to do the 50s and struggle and be Making yourself shame and wobbling against spaghetti legs. Oh, and not getting it done. Right? You probably can start by doing a way lighter weight. And giving your body some time to adjust and actually strengthen itself. To then work up to eventually do it a little more weight here and there. So you may start at 20. And you work up, you work up, you work up. And then you can do 25s. And keep doing it that. Space repetition takes a similar way of thinking. But applies it to learning. What we're going to do is in the beginning, we are going to shorten the the time between sessions of our learning. So do the sessions more regularly. And as we understand the material, then we can start the space of the time in which we we do those sessions. So when you appear active recall and space repetition, you've got a nice foundation to actually be better at studying overall. Yay. Awesome. Woo, woo, woo for us. So set number five. We want to check. We want to evaluate. We want to assess what is going on. What does that mean? How well are we understanding what we actually know? So if we've been studying for a little bit now, a couple of weeks, maybe let's try like a previous midterm or a past paper to see, assess where our knowledge is, where we, we want to see where our weak points are at still at this point. How well do we understand the material? Could we easily relate to someone else? Could we even substitute if there was going over to do the first class or the first lecture, could we replace ourselves with the lecturer or the teacher and teach that topic to an entire class? Very interesting question. Most of the things to me was no because I was hard years and inhale. I hope you could say yes to that question. Can you be improving in study techniques? Step number five is essentially you evaluating yourself. Where do you need to improve? What is going good? What can you continue to iterate and optimize and improve on to be in an even better position? Because to be honest, we don't know the extent to how well we can learn. Scientists are still figuring it out. We can actually improve the level we are with reference to studying in this entire process. We can get better. So we can actually suddenly be learning more information in less time and then 
be more efficient and effective and improve. Like the same way how we could gain the gym and move some weight and get stronger, our brain improves as well. Neuroplasticity. And you know, if you don't know that, I'll Google it. But yeah, this is the process. We want to first, we want to preview the material because same way how you had to like, if it was to close your eyes and like feel some material, you can get to a fabric store and feel some material and thing and thing and thing. When, when you present it with that at another time, your brain is going to, oh, this is familiar. And just being in that state, knowing that it's familiar, we're going to approach it a lot different. You're going to have a little more confidence, a little more swag. You can't even class it. You demand. And yes, ma'am, I know what that is because I watched a YouTube video on that. That used to be me, by the way. Like, anyhow. <laughs> so, actually, attend class. Attend class and actually come to learn something. Don't just come to sit down and, like, wait with your friends. Review. So, between when class finish and when you actually start studying, look and identify what you know and what you don't know. Attack the stuff you don't know first. Go over the stuff you know a little less often. That's when we come to studying. Don't try to shove things in your brain by rereading, rereading the whole or rereading or rewriting the whole book. Create questions. Answer those questions on a regular basis. Teach other people the topic. You know, go over some YouTube videos. Do something different other than rewriting and rereading notes. The internet is filled with different ways you can approach studying. I'm not going to get into all those today. That is not the purpose of this video. This is to talk about the process. Where can you improve, right? Or is this actually working? Do you have to change up? Is this, is some people, everybody, it doesn't work out the same way that space repetition and active recall helps them the same amount to each person. To me, space repetition and active recall was awesome. For other people, it may not be. And you got to figure out what that is for you. So evaluate, see where you need to improve in certain areas and then go through the process again for your next session and the next session after that and in the rest of your life when you are trying to learn because this is a good starting point this is a good foundation for anybody who's trying to learn and if you do not want to learn well life is going to be very hard because we are all continually learning in some shape or some form or some fashion and yes i've had an amazing time today you know communicating these ideas in my head to you things that i've found important and I find intriguing and I hope it have been fun entertaining and you have learned something today hopefully you could share this with someone else and it helps you in further situations when you are in your unique learning environment be it in four walls that we call a school or on the internet when there's limit, limitless information whatever the case is but you can use this process step by step to improve how you end up learning studying in the future Now you have the benefit of all the information in which I had when I was in your position. I know how difficult it is. You are embarking on a very, very difficult journey balancing work and school. But what I want to communicate to you, it is possible. There are a lot of factors that go into it. Having an effective study process is your first part. As you can see, it starts even before you even get to class. And previewing your in, in the, the material is probably the, the, the first and most important step because, as I said before, then... When you get in class, it's a lot easier to put things together. So I implore you, make use of this information. Seeing as the information is free as well, share with friends or others you know who are going through similar circumstances to you so that they can benefit. And lastly, as I said in the beginning of this episode, if you like this information, there is more information that you can benefit from, which is also free. When you register on our website, weblearn.com, go to weblearn.com, click register, you get access to the 21-day stress-free scholar, go through it. 
using materials because it's going to level up your current situation, balancing work and school. To those of you who enjoy, make the most of it. I'm so glad. Thank you for supporting this podcast. And I will see you in the next episode of the Parallel Success Podcast, where we help persons like yourself continue to effectively balance work and school so they can advance their career, their future earnings, and do so with as little stress and burnout as possible. Peace out, peoples. I want you to transform your academic experience. And the best way that you could do so is by joining our free course, the 21 Day Stress-Free Scholar. In this course, you're going to learn the essential study techniques time management strategies, and even personal development skills to excel in school while maintaining your overall well-being. You can enroll now for free and kickstart your journey to academic success at weblearn.com. W-E-B-L-E-A-R-N-T.com. See you there.